Matus Mond. In early July 1989, the military region announced how the upcoming Matus Day was to be observed. Let me provide some background on how this sorrowful day in our history came about. On Saturday, 19 July 1947, less than six months before Burma gained independence from Britain, Dosu's father was presiding over a meeting of the Governor's Executive Council in the West Wing of the Secretariat Building in Central Rangoon. At 10.37 a.m., four gunmen burst into the chamber, sprayed the meeting attendees with bullets, and rushed out. On their way out, they ran into a guard atop the main staircase, shot him, <laughs> ran down the stairs, boarded a waiting jeep with the driver inside, and sped away. Dosu was only two years old when her father, better known as the father of modern Burma, and his colleagues were killed. Our history might have turned out very differently if they had lived. Burma today could have been a peaceful and prosperous country practicing unity and diversity. Every year on 19 July Martyrs Day, we commemorate the loss of the following souls. Wang San, aged 32, died instantly of 13 gunshot wounds. The role that Wang San Ho were, Deputy Chairman of the Executive Council, Councillor for Defence and External Affairs, General Aung San, Burma Independence Army, Bodeza, the 30 comrades, the King Aung San, Dubama CEO. Sasantong, age 40, died in hospital at noon on 20th July 1947 of two gunshot wounds in the head. The roles that Sasantong hold were Councillor for the Frontier Areas, Shan Lida, Sobwa, Prince, Hereditary Ruler of Maimbong, one of the three co-founders of the Supreme Council of the United Hills Peoples in 1946. Manbakai, age 44, died instantly of 15 gunshot wounds. The role that Manbakai hold were Councillor for Industry and Labour, Karen Lida, Uang San reportedly wanted Manbakai to be a Deputy Premier of Independent Burma. Mr. Abdul Razak, aged 49, died instantly of six gunshot wounds. The roles that Urazak hold were Councillor for Education and National Planning, Muslim leader of ethnic Indian Burmese descent, head of national school in Mandalay. Ubawi, aged 46, died instantly of eight gunshot wounds. Councillor for Commerce and Supplies, General Ansan's elder brother, head of national school in Jinanjiang. The Kimya, aged 50, died instantly by being shot through the lungs. The rules that the Kimya hold were Councillor for Finance, formerly Councillor for Home Affairs, Lawyer, Co-Founder of Dubama Yong, Mentor to the King Aung San and other the Kings. Ubacho, aged 54, died in hospital of five gunshot wounds. The rules that Ubacho hold were Councillor for Information, Writer, Journalist and Musician, Hapis. Publisher of Didot Journal. Uo Mao, aged 34, died instantly. The role that Uo Mao hold were Deputy Secretary, Department of Transport and Communications. Go Tre, aged 18, died in the hospital of four gunshot wounds. Personal bodyguard of Mr. Razak, also a man of the Islamic faith. The following meeting participants survived to recount the tragedy. Uang Zhangwei, Councillor for Health and Social Services, Arakanis, Rakhine Lida, Uba Jen, Councillor for Rehabilit 
Electrician and Public Works, Umia Biowe, Councillor for Agriculture, Ushuibo, Secretary of the Executive Council. The following executive councillors were out of town and not present at the meeting on the fateful day of 19 July 1947. Udinto, councillor who recently handed over his finance portfolio to the Kimya and left for London as High Commissioner designate. About 14 months later, on 18 September 1948, Udinto, aged 53, independent Burma's first foreign minister, was assassinated in a car bomb explosion, which also killed one of his two bodyguards and injured the other and the driver. Sosan Putin, Councillor for Transport and Communications, current leader, Major Sosan Putin, musician who organized the first army band. Ujonye, Councillor for Home Affairs, was in Yugoslavia. By a stroke of luck, on the morning of 19 July 1947, the assassin tasked to kill the Kinu, President of the Constituent Assembly, did not accomplish his mission, claiming he could not find his target in the Assembly's chamber. Within hours of the shootings, Governor Sir Hubert Rance invited the Kinu to form a new cabinet. By the evening, the governor announced the morning's tragic deaths and the formation of a new executive council made up of the Kinu and colleagues. The Kinu later became Unu, the first premier of independent Burma, and his councillors became ministers in his government. A few days earlier, on 16 July, Sir Hubert reported to London, three weeks earlier, 200 brand guns had been issued to unknown persons on the basis of a forged demand note from the base ordnance depot of the still British-controlled Burma Command. Around the same time, about 25,000 rounds of stun gun ammunition and 100,000 rounds of small arms ammunition had mysteriously gone missing. On 19 July, within hours of the assassinations, Police raided the lakeside residence of Uso, head of a rival political party and formerly Prime, Prime Minister of Pre-War Burma under the governorship of Sir Reginald Dom Smith. Police found incriminating items in the house, in the yard and in the lake. The weapons fired in the morning were retrieved from the house. From the bed of the lake, in airtight containers, a large collection of brand guns and ammunition were retrieved. Uso and nine of his underlings living in his compound were promptly arrested and subsequently put on trial. On 30th July, sorry, on 30th August, Governor Sir Hubert set up a special criminal tribunal. Uso got himself two top-notch legal counsels from London. The court assigned local lawyers to defend his accomplices. Early on in the court proceedings, one of the accused, the gunman who did not accomplish his mission of killing the Kinu, had become a probator and been granted a conditional pardon. On 30th December 1947, the special tribunal found Uso and eight of his followers guilty and sentenced them to death. After exhausting all the appeal procedures, Uso and five of his co-defendants were hanged on 8 May 1948, about 10 months after their crime and four months after our Independence Day. At the last hour, 
the government and President Sashidai, so war of Nyanshui, showed mercy and commuted the death sentences of three of the convicts to life imprisonment. Following the tragedy of 19 July 1947, there were rumors of British connivance in the assassinations. Two British officers were detained at the time. Major Henry Young was arrested on 24th August for supplying arms to Uso and sentenced to two years' imprisonment. On appeal, he was set free on a technicality. On 20th July, the day after the assassinations, Captain David Vivian was arrested for helping Uso to procure 200 brun guns and ammunition. A year later, on 9 August 1948, the captain was sentenced to five years' imprisonment with hard labor. He escaped from prison in early 1949 and joined the current insurgents. He returned to Britain in the mid-1950s and died in late 1980s. A third British man with some connection to Uso was John Stewart Bingley, a British consul representative in Rangoon. From detention, Uso reportedly wrote to Bingley asking for help. Claiming diplomatic immunity, Bingley left Burma on 4th September 1947 and nothing was heard of him again. One of Uso's lawyers, Frederick Henry Curtis Bennett, was found dead in his London apartment on 23rd July 1956. A post-mortem exam put the approximate date of his death at 19 July, the day that his client assassinated our leaders nine years earlier. What a coincidence.